Hello, snowmobilers. I'd like to welcome you to the Snowmobiling Podcast. I am your host, Gorda Van. In this podcast, we are going to be talking to some of the top names in snowmobiling, the personalities, talk about some destinations, and also new products. I hope you enjoy this first episode. It is with Peter Van Doler, founder of the Flying Dutchman Racing Team. Please send us your comments at snowmobilingpodcast at gmail.com. That's snowmobilingpodcast at gmail.com. Hope you enjoy the show. In this episode of the Snowmobiling Podcast, I'm talking with Peter Van Doler, one of the founding members of uh, the Flying Dutchman. And we're, we are recording this March 29th, 2000, uh, 2014. Peter, how you doing? Pretty darn good, Gord. Nice to, nice to get a hold of you because, uh, well, you were one of my first choices to, uh, to get on the podcast because um, really since I grew up uh, snowmobiling, you were there from the, the, first, the first races that I've seen and um, really got, got me excited. And uh, your team stood out. You're one of the top teams of the, in, the, uh, in the Oval Circuit. And uh, and today you're one of the top teams in the uh, in the snowcross circuit. So um, first of all, uh, um, your your first snowmobile experience. Uh, how how did you get started in snowmobiling? Holy smokes! How did we get started in snowmobiling? Well, I was kind of born and raised around the Stovall area, and uh, just outside of the GTA. And and uh, we had Shetland ponies when we grew up. I remember that. We had a little ten acre farm there, and had some ponies there, and then. And uh, Andy lived north in Owen Sound, and he got a snowmobile, and Dad brought a snowmobile home for us, and we got a 16-horse Olympic, and that's when it kind of got started, and did a little riding around the, around Ballantrae. Sounds like all the same story that I that I went through. My, my parents <laughs> yeah. bought our first snowmobile for Christmas. Yeah. And that's how, that's how our whole family got uh, into, into, uh, into snowmobiling, and, uh, you know, here, here, we, here we are today, uh, 40 years later. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so it. Uh, and then our interest really got uh, my interest got going that way because uh, sixteen horse was a lot better than one horse. And hey, this thing was fast. So what model was that? What, what, what model? Was it was a sixteen that? horse Olympic. Yeah, yeah. Skidoo Olympic. Yeah. Year? What uh, year was that? Sixty sixty eight. Yeah. Okay. Sixty eight, I think. Yeah. One of the, yeah. one of the old round round frontmans. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the first ones. And then uh, the next year we had a, a nineteen sixty nine three ninety nine TNT. Well, that thing was. Dirty fast. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It would, it would leave a little puff of snow behind the mud flap. You know? uh-huh. Like it would actually spin the tracks. So. Is that the one with the uh, the, the racing style seat or the? Uh, yeah, the little they... racing style. Yeah, seat yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah. My, my yeah. oldest brother had one of those. Yeah. So that's what it kind of all got started. Yeah. yeah. Well, our, our first led was uh, the seventy one snow cruiser. We got that for Christmas, mm-hmm. and then uh, my two brothers, my oldest uh, brothers, Ken and Gary, they uh, they got well. Ken got a GP two ninety two. He got tired of the snow cruiser almost right away. And yeah. Then, uh, my oldest brother bought uh, an Olympic with the. Yeah, right uh, on. Yeah, 300 Olympics. So, right yeah, on. they broke away from the snow cruiser pretty quick. Um, <laughs> what other sports did you were you into? Or when, well, when I played you... hockey. Yeah, yeah, when I was younger, and kind of did that, and we did. Uh, well, I did a lot of skiing, downhill skiing, and uh, all kinds of different things. Yeah, I was involved in a lot of sports. Yeah. But what about Andy? Andy, 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 the other half of the uh, Flying Dutchman, obviously isn't here. But uh, um, you were you were teammates with Andy, or your your brother. So, uh, what about Andy? What, what was he involved with? Yeah, sports. he was, uh, well, same thing. He was sports-oriented, you know, played baseball, just loved, loved competitiveness. I think we're all, I think a racer likes being competitive, so I think we have that in our blood. Yeah. And that's what kind of got it going. And, then, uh, and you know, when Andy kind of started it, he's, he's well, he's a lot older than I am. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> he's about five he, years he older. Was, he was darn competitive, I'll tell you. Oh, it's, yeah. He's about a... five years older than I am. And uh, so he kind of got started with the snowmobile racing 
you know, he really started the Flying Dutchman thing. And uh, I think he told me it started in, in Owen Sound. There was a little race at Harrison Park. And uh, one of the fans said, look at that Dutchman fly through the air, you know, with this 16-horse uh, Olympic that he was running back then. And I think that's how the Flying Dutchman name really got, got started. So what year was that, approximately? That was, I, I'm pretty sure it was around 68, 69, yeah. Yeah, when that got started. Snow tracks, snow bumpy tracks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, they were just... Yeah. Banks. Yeah. yeah, little banks. Well, they were just actually racing started in, uh, in little parks and little venues. That's how it started. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I was in Stobel, we went to, uh, I think we went to the little fairgrounds there in Ballantrae, and there was a little race, and you just went around, you know, the ball field. That was a snowmobile really? race. What, what kind of uh, spectators did you get back then? Well, it was just word of mouth. And uh, but that that word would travel and yeah. Was there was an organization? Was there an organization then? No, there was an organization. There were just little groups that kind of did it. You know, whether it be the JCs or something, and they started a little race and had a little thing and a little drag race, a little oval race, and couples used to race. And I remember that because I was fifteen, sixteen, and that's really how it all kind of got started. A little winter carnivals, really. Yeah, you know, is what started it. So uh, your your first, I guess, uh, let's call let's call it a major race. Um, or organized sanctioned race, when would that be? Likely I got going, I think, in about 1970, 73, uh, 72, 73, and there were, there were two circuits in Ontario. Uh, one was the OSRF circuit, and one was the Mosra circuit, Midwestern Ontario, snowmobile racing circuit. And uh, so we played with both of those. You know, we were involved in, in both of those circuits. And uh, one, one of them was uh, Mark 10 at that time, was it, was it not? Uh, that was pretty much the beginning, I think, of the OSRF. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's when I, that's my first, uh, I think, uh, 70, Mark 10. 72 uh, was the first, uh, actually the first race uh, our family went to, and that was at the Markham Fairgrounds. Yeah. And that was, uh, the Silver Bullets were there, the, the Skidoo, Silver Bullets, and just about every manufacturer was racing then. That's right. And uh, that, that was... So uh, 72. 72, yeah. 72, 73, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the first time, you know... Performance was starting to come to, that's to, right. to, to the to the races now. I mean, you're you're getting uh, more of the uh, what you'd call the, the the fast production sleds going on on the ice holes now too. There there's some of them are they're they're playing onto ice holes now, and, yeah. and most of them are snow. I, I know in '73 um, I had uh, I bought a 340 and a 400 free air, and there was a TNT mm -hmm. Skidoo TNT. So those are my two first kind of race sleds. Yeah, not the first, but that's when the racing kind of started, you know, Skidoo came out with TNT, Blair's came out with a TX, and... and right, well, there was yeah. there was a, a number, several brands back then. Oh, yeah, I mean, several, there was, heck, there was Yeah, yeah, there was, yeah, yeah, there was just, yeah at least. And uh, a lot of them were represented in the, uh, on, the on the oval circuit, yeah. or snow oval circuits um, back then. Um, so when did, it, when did you decide to tie, team up with, uh, with uh, Andy and, uh, and really start your, what we know, know as a Flying Dutchman racing team? Yeah. I think that uh, that really happened around 74, 75, and because uh, Andy and I have always been involved in, uh, we're involved in business, we've had a siding and window uh, business, renovation business for years. What's the name of that, what's the name of that company? Uh, back in the day it was called Cash and Carry Aluminum Products, and now it's called Van Dolder's uh, Home Team, okay. Van Dolder's Custom Exteriors, and uh, so yeah, it's kind of evolved from that. And it really got started because, you know, it was too doggone cold in the wintertime to put on siding and put on windows and doors, and, and business was quiet then, and we enjoyed snowmobiling, and said, hey, let's go snowmobile racing. So You're up in Owen Sound so, now. 
Yeah, we were up at Owen Sound, yeah. So yeah. that's uh, that's really when the Flying Veteran Race Team kind of got started, and uh, yeah, 74, 75, and then we started competing, you know, primarily in, in Ontario is where it started. And What uh, sleds were you on then? What models? Oh, jeepers. I'm trying to think They weren't now. the RVs back then, were they? Yeah, I had an RV. I mean, we used to buy a couple sleds. Like, that's what it was, right? You're in Owen Sound, and you know, actually... I think in, in the day you'd kind of read, you know, the magazine that you'd get and say, oh, this sled looks pretty fast, you know, the Thunder Jets were coming out and this was coming out. And we, one of our first races that we'd go to, we'd always go to, uh, where'd we go? Ironwood, Michigan. And I think that race was in December, early December. Yes. So we had one or two sleds and, and we'd put them on the back of our snowmobile trailer and drive out there and race a little bit there on the weekend and kind of find out. You know, which was the fastest sleds, and if that snow jet was really quick, I said, well, boys, I guess maybe we better go buy a snow jet. <laughs> so that's what we did, come home and get a snow jet and race that thing for the winter. Really? <laughs> so we bought and sold machines, and then uh, and in 76, I think, we had uh, uh, struck up a deal with Polaris to race Polaris snowmobiles. So that was kind of our first little bit of a factory base ride. And uh, so it started with Polaris in uh, 75, 76. So in Ontario, who would uh, who would be your competition? Do you, re- do you recall? Oh, yeah, a lot of competitors. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the bigger oh, names. Making the goal now, yeah. I haven't thought about those too much. Competitors. 75, oh, man, there's lots of them. Van Dyke, you know, I remember Larry Van Dyke. You know, he always was involved in racing from Stovall. Oh, man, the, the Bud Lee... You know, back, he yeah. was running then, uh, Cook, um, who were the boys then from Clark, Rick Clark was the yeah. name I remember, you know, Prentice, Paul Prentice, all those guys were involved in it, those those names really stuck out yeah, to me. Yeah, those are, those are the big names, but those then, the then, then names. there was a lot of, uh, a lot of other uh, competitors, um, uh, the more amateur competitors oh, yeah. were racing on the same circuit. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, just trying to get a piece of the pie. Uh, That's those right. Guys, and there was lots of them. There was uh, hundreds. Oh, there was hundreds of, of them. Of I them. Mean, uh, basically then, uh, you know, I think in that year, you know, the OSRF was the Ontario Sony Racing Federation was the main oval association. So we started following that circuit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and oh, yeah, I mean, I raced stock, you know, it was 340 uh, stock and 400 or 440 stock. And, heck, there'd be 90 entries. Yeah, you know, 100 yeah. entries in each, in each class. I mean, just tons of sleds. Yeah, yeah. go all, all weekend. Yeah, you yeah, go all just, weekend, just, yeah. If you made it to the final, it was a feat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, so obviously the top guys would, would generally make the final because they, they, would, yeah. they would be the top top drivers to beat, and yeah, everybody else was just trying to trying to beat those guys. Yeah, what, exactly. Uh, what, uh, where would the races be? Owen Sound, Peterborough, uh, Eganville, there were... They were the, the main ones. Yeah, they were the mainstays. Uh, Eganville, that's right. Uh, Peterborough, you know, Morrow Park was a main race. Southwestern Ontario. Uh, Sudbury, Timmins. Yeah, I remember going to Hearst. There was a lot of communities that had, had good oval races and were sanctioned by the OSRF, and, and that's where we ran those events, yeah. And, and well attended, and yeah, it was... Very well attended. You were at well Peter, Peterborough it would be crazy. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you look at the pictures... These days, and you just you you, you just recall all those masses mm-hmm. uh, in the grandstands and completely around the track. Yeah. And, uh, well, all those events, like and I'm an oval 
kind of got going then. I mean, it started off with a bank track, but most of those facilities, uh, those events were held at harness racetracks. So yep. they were half-mile harness racetracks. So they had quite a few bleachers there because harness racing was pretty popular mm-hmm. in, the, in the summertime, and that's where a lot of the snowmobile events went. And, uh, and it started off, you know, with a, with a bank track, you know, like, Put in Bowen, Sound, Bowen Sound and, and Peterborough were, were originally bank tracks. Were bank tracks. Yeah. 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 Originally, that's that's how it started because that's before studs and carbides. Right. You know, the, yeah. I remember that was that was Ken's first event on on, on a Yamaha GP292 as a bank track at Owen Sound. Is that right? And, yeah. And, and then he was yeah. hooked uh, hooked on that, and then Peterborough <laughs> came after that, and then and then he was really hooked. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's that's generally when I when I first seen you guys is. Uh, the Van Dollers, and you know, you go to you go to Kawartha, uh, Peterborough, and sure enough, you know, Gilles Villeneuve's there, and yeah. De Hommel and and all those guys. Now, I mean, you go to the Kawartha, and everybody's there. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, I think just, Woody Howard was the promoter there. Yeah, you know, and for that, uh, well, the Kawartha Cup, which I was fortunate enough to win two, three times. What years? We're all points championship. Yeah, it'd be 77, 78, 79 in that era. Yeah. That's the that's the skidoo. That's the um, and we were racing skidoos, skidoo and moto ski. Yeah. yeah. And what models? Uh, that turned to liquid cooled then, and uh, so two fifty, three forty, and, and a four forty were the were the three models, three cc ranges. Yeah. In stock and modified. And you and Peter were basically running the same sleds, like like not the same sleds, but you would you would each you would each have one of those sleds in, in that's that right. cl- in that class. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we had a trailer full of buggies, and yeah. we each of you had three, four sleds, you know. So we had, yeah, a lot of equipment. So what was well, the? Let's talk about the your 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 teammates and 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 your and your crew. Do you remember all their names? Oh Still yeah, <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, the core guy that really uh, worked with Andy, I say, was was Gary Buzzy. We call him Big Buzz, and yeah, and the big, he was tall like guy. six foot eight, oh, big yeah. tall guy, and I think you remember him and. Yeah. And you know he worked. Uh, Buzz was just an awesome mechanic. He was he was just a natural mechanic. He worked at a printing shop was his business, but uh, was his main business for for his work. But man, oh man, he just loved racing, and and he was with us for years. And uh, he did all our motor work and clutching work, and and just a great guy. Would he do Would he do it just on the fly? Like, what, or would he Would he really know what to do? Like he said, you know, I have to do this to the to the engine. Uh, well, you know, he, we have to do this. I mean, he was just—he knew engines. He knew how to make them work. You know, they didn't—they need gas and they need spark, and yeah, and he used to modify them and play around a little bit. And, and of course, we blew a lot of stuff up back in those days. And he was just amazing at putting them back together again. I mean, we'd have a cylinder and we'd have pistons and ready to go. And and, and Buzz would—you know—he could rebuild an engine, a liquid-cooled engine, in, in like 20 minutes flat, and have you out out in the racetrack again. So I mean, just pretty neat. Him and, and Tony, they were the main guys, and then we had a, some other good crew, you know, moving forward for a few years, yeah, with that. But he's outstanding. Yeah. So how many how many races would you do in a year? You were in the seventy eight now oh, kind of thing. Uh, it was busy because uh, as we kind of developed with the team, and, and we had some pretty good success with it, you know, and, and that really started coming seventy seven, seventy eight, seventy nine, and, and eighty. We we followed for sure the Ontario circuit. We used to go to the road east. I remember running into uh, Hecker. I remember going out to uh, where were we? New Brunswick. That's when I first met Jacques and Jill, the two original brothers. Yeah, they were you know, on the ski rolls. On the ski rolls, yeah. at, at an event out there, and uh, 
and that was that was pretty cool. Traveling so, the school bus. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, traveling the school, the school bus. bus, and they were fast. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the Villanova boys, and and that was pretty cool being around. You know, being able to race against uh, Gilles and, and Jacques. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, we did those events, and we did all the World Series back in the day. They had a World Series, and it was usually the one year would be in Canada, one year would be in the U.S. And so we always competed in those, and uh, and that would usually happen in the end of March. And those events were, heck, they were in Weedsport, New York. They were out in the East Coast. We were in Waldheim, Saskatchewan, West Yellowstone, Montana. We just yeah, a ton pretty, of traveling. You're oh, pretty, just a ton of traveling. You're yeah. pretty committed now. Yeah, to, to and, this. and a ton of fun. I mean, it was a neat experience and good group of people, and you know, we got hooked on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, big big races. Um, in, in that era, what uh, wins? Yeah, I mean, you're into deep competition. Did you did you surprise yourself and, and you know, pull pull out a, a World Series win or uh, like a, a, a major win? Yeah, yeah, we we did. I, I, in our in our heyday, you know, we were we, we were one of the top teams. Yeah. So won a ton of events like the Corsa Cup and overall points championships and different things and, and uh, some World Series. You know, a World Series that really sticks in my mind, one that really sticks in my mind would be 19, 1979. And it was in uh, Weed New York. That's where there was a, a World Series down there. Of course, we were running skidoos. And uh, the rules then is they had they had three classes. It was a 250 class, mod, uh, 340, 440, and then they had the X class. But you're only allowed to ride three classes out of the four classes. So and all the big boys were there, you know, the factory teams, the cat guys and Hewlings and, you know, all, all the guys were there, came to the World Series. So there was always a rivalry, you know, it was always kind of neat for a Canadian, for a little Canadian team to go down. When you went to the U.S., you know, we, we made sure we had our Canadian flag on and, yeah, because we, we wanted to beat those guys. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And the 440 race there, that was phenomenal. And I decided to run the 440X class and I had a, a motor ski and it, it worked really well. And uh, and I won uh, the World Series on in the 440X class in 1979, and that was real memorable. Is that really your first big one? That you were, that you really you really that was a good of? one. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, because it was against all the factory guys, and yeah, in '79 that was a, that was a big win. Yeah. How was Andy doing? Yeah. At this he week? was doing good too. Yeah, he run. Uh, he had a good good weekend. Actually, I won 250, and he won the 340 and the 440 class. Or no, he was top three in, in those two. We were both quite competitive. That year, uh, I ran motoskis and Andy ran skidoos. Ran the yellow skidoos, and I had motoski cowling on because Bombardier yeah. had purchased motoskis. So we were the motoski skidoo uh, team from uh, Barrie, Ontario. Another neat event was uh, what was another neat event? Waldheim, Saskatchewan. That was quite a trip. That was a neat trip going out there. I think I recall. I recall uh, that that event. Uh, Ken Ken was out uh, to that one. I think Ken went out to that one. Yeah, yeah. that was one of his first big bigger ones that he. Uh, they had a big track out there. It was a nice five eighths mile track, a high bank track, and and uh, and uh, I won the two fifty World Series championship out there, and uh, and the four forty, in Waldheim. So yeah, some pretty memorable memorable races. That's for sure. So, um, rivalries. Uh, Obviously, the, the factories would be your number one target. Any any local ones in Ontario? We had you know several really good pro teams in, in Ontario that uh, ran the OSRF circuit. Yeah. Um, 
Any names? Rivalries. Well, Larry Van Dyke was quite a competitor. He'd be a rivalry. Yeah, yeah. We're always, you know, in, in uh, back in the day. Oh, I'm trying to think of some names. I'm bad with that. There were some great guys out there. But I mean, we just raced hard. But you know, and, and a guy from that. Timmins. Uh, you remember Susan Hanna? Susan Hanna, yeah. I remember her. She was, yeah, a lady, and she would, uh, she would yeah. put into the boys all kind of constantly back then. Yeah, the, and I remember uh, Susan Hanna was really good. Scott Quins. Hemming. Yeah. Scott the Hemming. The Quins. The Quins. That's right, the Quinn family. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of great competitors out there, yeah. Really, really keen. But, but I think what's neat about, you know, about all types of racing, or what I really enjoyed with the snowmobile racing is, you know, during the day, if somebody needed a part, you'd give it to them, and... You go out to the line and, and you race really hard, and but you're good friends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's great camaraderie there, and, and we enjoyed that, and that's what kept us interested in it, you know, all these years. Any, did you have any any disputes with any uh, any teams or <laughs> any in, any individuals? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe cross here, cross you wrong? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it, that happens a little bit. And some people, yeah, there's been, they made some mistakes. I made some mistakes. And, <laughs> Scrutineering, yeah, used to really put me off. Yeah. 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 And then we're getting kicked out of scrutineering because uh, your studs are only supposed to be three-eighths of an inch below the lowest part of your track. And I don't know, it was in my 250, and I had two studs that touched the gauge. and They were extremely like strict. Oh, they were yeah, really extremely, extremely strict. strict. You, you go know? to those big races, and uh, yeah. there would be three, four tech guys, and uh, they'd, be, they'd be checking everything. Oh, yeah, they'd, they'd be t- they tearing, tearing everything. Tearing you right down. So that, that was a pretty, yeah, you get pretty upset. <laughs> over issues like that, but hey, it's racing. Yeah. So this, the the '70s, would you agree? '70s and '80s or early '80s would would, would be the, the real heydays of of snowmobile racing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was really you know there were so many manufacturers involved in it in the early '70s, and man, it was just literally hundreds of machines and competitors that came came out, you know, to, to compete with it, and and so that was pretty cool. Because there was a lot of manufacturers out there, and then, and then it kind of streamlined down to about five manufacturers, at, you know, in, back in the 80s, mm-hmm. 79, 80, tapered down a little bit. And then and, and then a, a big transition happened that I was involved in, too, that I was fortunate to be involved with. These were all single-track, independent front-end sleds. And then um, Bombardier kind of started with this twin-track series. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was really a unique experience, too. And, and that started in about 84, 85, and, and ran through to, I believe, 90, 91. I, I hung it up in 90 or 91, 90. But that was so. a huge transition because then, then, then we, were, we were starting to get into some money. You, you were starting yeah. to get into some serious money for those sleds and parts and, uh, and maintenance and testing. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was a full-time, it was nearly a full-time job. But that was a full-time commitment, yeah. yeah. That was a big commitment, and, uh, but it was very well attended. And basically, everybody had the same machines. Mm-hmm. You know, they they had some different engines in there, but they're all running a twin track machine, and everybody had independent sponsors. But we had forty race teams then, yeah, and uh, with two guys or forty competitors, and uh, a couple guys in each team, and had a lot of fun with that series. That was pretty nice. That was, yeah, that was a neat experience. That's when I got. That's when I started yeah. getting involved in stock. The stock racing is during that. Uh, 80s, uh, 80s, and you know, the, the stock classes, the alphabet stock, yeah. is, is what we called it back then. And there was uh, basically any sled that you could buy, production sled, um, you could race it yeah. on on the oval. And uh, and then you had the the big factory factory teams and factory factory builds. 
I guess we were, yeah, we were calling Formula Factory Three builds. was a Formula Three started to come class. on. Yeah, well, well, yeah. that was a, that was a, a really a, a transformation of, of the, the the stock sleds. Now they're starting to become factory stock sleds. Yeah, and um, that that again that that became another uh, full time job. Yeah, and uh, and uh, a lot of a lot of sleepless nights. Uh, you know, working on those sleds at night. <laughs> you go to a, to a race like Eagle River or, uh, or or something like that, where it's minus forty, and you're working the back of a, a, a wooden trailer or something like that on a yeah. on a sled. You're, you're you're pretty committed then. Oh, for sure. That's how it started, man. Oh man. Yeah, I used to remember that. We never had a big race trailer or anything. I still remember Big Buzz bringing a bringing a motor back to the motel room to rebuild it because like, it was thirty below outside and. No, it's not going to happen here. Heck, we used to bring them right inside the hotel room. Take them right back <laughs> to the motel room. Tip the, yeah. tip the, tip the sled sideways oh, and put, bring yeah. them right inside the hotel room. <laughs> Did that in Peterborough here. Yeah. <laughs> Had to do it. It was, got awfully well, cold and you didn't want to be working on those things at night. No, your double place open trader didn't work that well, so yeah. motel room was the only... Yeah, you did. You did. You did anything to to get those sleds fixed uh, overnight. Uh, oh, yeah. You'd have, to, you'd have to do some some pretty serious maintenance. <laughs> um, so, um, your, your, your big wins... Can you can you name really does like uh, World Series wins, uh, series wins? Yeah, the World Series, uh, the championship wins. Like I, I, the overall championships are pretty neat in, in oval racing, and with the OSRF and that happened in yeah seventy seven, seventy eight. You, you started to become involved with the OSRF at, at that time. You well, you were you're involved with the Eastside Snowball Club. Yeah, at, at that time, and and probably really helped promote. The, uh, the only we helped promote it. Andy and I helped promote it. Uh, we were involved with a huge event. Snowmobile uh, club locally in Owen Sound, and they always held an oval race there, and uh, for quite a few years. And uh, so, yeah, involved with that. And then uh, after I actually got away from uh, racing when I retired, well, we all put a little time in. You know, we started to work. I worked with the OSRF and was a race director and mm-hmm. a few things like that. Worked. Uh, Worked with that for quite a few years and wanted to put a little back into the industry again. And, yeah, yeah, sure. I think we all we all do after uh, after we hang it up and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, after you become a race director, you kind of wish you were back racing. Yeah, <laughs> because oh, race directing is not a not, not an easy thing to do either. No, well, you know, it's funny. You, you, you get into a sport and you enjoy it, and, and, and then you, I know you're the same way. You just you, you get the bug right, and it's not easy to quit. No, it's, yeah, it's easy because you just love to do it. Your mind's there and. The speed you're still is, competitive. Oh, you're Absolutely. still competitive, but then there's some injuries that happen with it as, as well, and that's what kind of slowly forces you maybe to quit. Yeah, <laughs> family, I think family, family, family commitments, family commitments, really. Uh, and, yeah, and hang it up, and then you get some of these young guns coming up through, and yeah, they got good pipes on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, we're getting into the, uh, the the 80s, mid 80s, and stuff like that, and um, it, it, things start to decline. On the ovals, and, and this new thing comes along called Snowcross. Um, manufacturers start to back that. Where, where do you, where do you think where do you think things went wrong with with uh, with with oval? Do you think it was just the, the economy, or I think it was the economic, mostly the economics and in uh, partly demographics. I mean, snowmobile business selling less sleds, right? So. Yeah, there's not as many people snowmobiling, and, and uh, I think it was hard for the manufacturers to justify putting money into oval racing 
when really what they wanted to do was sell snowmobiles. Yeah, long travel sleds were starting to start well, to arrive long now. travel and, and R and D. You know, if we're doing research and development, let's improve our, our trail machines. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so I think that was where snowcross really came alive, and um, because they could justify a little bit more, you know, some jumps and bumps, and and help create a better trail sled. Yeah. So snow crossing has really developed a lot better trail sleds. So you and you and Andy did do snow cross. Uh, no. I know you did. I know you did because I recall one race. Oh come on, did I? I think I'm, I'm pretty sure you were there. I know. I know. I know Andy won it. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you remember right. that one? Yeah. Well, doesn't that when uh, we did some oval and a snow we, we, cross? We did both. Yeah. One day. We did one day and then that's right. And uh, yeah. But I remember. I remember one event and um, it was Sega Beach. Okay, that's one, right. One too. Of the first, one of the first uh, snowcross, yeah. real snowcross races. Yeah, that was about Andy 80, won it. Eighty-four. That's right. He did win that race. Yeah, and and this was the uh, and I'll tell you, I, I'm a, a brother of mine was was pretty bummed out about that because we came from motocross backgrounds. And we <laughs> yeah. we thought we were going to take those snowcross yeah. pretty pretty easy, and uh, yeah, Andy handed it to us. Yeah, yeah, right on. <laughs> and what else? Who else was running there? Uh, oh, Danny Lee, Danny Lee, Danny Lee, and Danny Lee Centurions. He uh, the, the player of Centurions, I think. That's so, right. And uh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that event. Yeah, yeah it was. It was, it was <laughs> I, I also remember the uh, the the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the 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 young lady then that uh, gave away the prize. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that <laughs> See, was I, videoed, right? Yeah, that was um, Ann Romer. Ann Romer, that's right. And she's now in the right. newscast, but she was a young Ann Romer back then. And uh, that's right. Andy, Andy took her for a ride, and that, I think that uh, that kind of bummed out some of us young <laughs> yeah, boys. Yeah, because, that's right. yeah. But uh, yeah, so that, that, I, I remember that was the, one of the first snowcross races. Yeah, that would be and what eighty. That'd be eighty three. Eighty three. Eighty three. Yeah, eighty three. Yeah. Uh, I was on SRV. That's and, right. Um, so and, and you were you were on the MXs. Yeah. The production yeah. MXs. MX. And that's they right. Were, they were darn fast leads. Yeah, they were. They were really yeah, Gerard, uh, I think Gerard Carpick was involved with with Bombardier. And he was. He was develop. coming. He was coming. Uh, he was developing the new sled. Yeah, the, the, the new uh, the eighty five sleds. That's right. And um, that's yeah, when things that. really. That's when factories went to. Uh, that's when they started going lim- limited cross. build, limited build snowcross sleds, oval sleds too. They were exactly. running oval sleds too. Exactly. And um, and that transition, that transition time, when in the oval racing, that's when the. Uh, the twin track series mm-hmm. kind of catapulted and really did well in the old yeah. one, and that's when snowcross started. Yeah, and, and the manufacturer started putting some time. Yeah, you had uh, you had you had the, the, the Villeneuve's and uh, Deckers and oh, the, yeah. you had Donahue's and you had everybody. Goodwin, yeah, yeah Goodwin boys, a lot of fun with them. Remenschneiders, Remenschneiders, they came. Yeah. To, they used to come to all the Ontario events though. Yep, they, they yep. were one of the top teams. They, you, yeah, you would always much. count on them coming. Yeah. The events, so. yeah. Dave had some, yeah, had some great racing with those guys, yeah. yeah. Good ones, and the good ones were always coming to uh, the Ontario events. And uh, mm-hmm. um, what, what, what do you think? What do you think oval racing would be like if if we have the, the, the media that we have now? Uh, obviously, oval racing, there was hundreds, hundreds of racers, you know, and you know, several brands, factory brands. And then, and now we have, uh, and, and the only time that we, we'd only hear results is when we'd read read it in Snow Week, you know, a month a month later. But now we have yeah. social media and you know online webcasting and and all that stuff. Could you imagine what it'd be like, uh, you know, today if you know with that that excitement that we had in the old days and uh, the type of technology that we have uh, today? I think would be booming. Oh yeah, it'd be it. it yeah, it really would have catapulted me. Yeah, it'd be like like like, like it, it would really like be like the NASCAR. It would type, be a, 
Yeah, a well, sport. Yeah, I think a very recognized sport. The only races yeah. that the only races that would get on TV back uh, in the seventies and eighties, and I remember seeing them as uh, Waterloo Sports. That's right. Would have uh, would have uh, generally Kortha Cup on every year. Yeah, and uh, they'd have that famous intro with uh, the start with uh, I think it was was it Larry Van Dyke and going off to the side and. Bump, yeah. bumping off the start I remember that. I remember the, 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 yeah. the intro of that uh, that, yeah. was, that was always their intro yeah, yeah um, that's right so so nowadays um, so what do you do you, you're the first generation van, van, flying Dutchman you got uh, mm-hmm. you know sons and daughters uh, racing snowcross now and old yeah and, and old, old too yeah. you're doing both you got, you got your hands doing both yeah. one how's, stay away from it how's, how's that going <laughs> it's going good we've had a we've had a lot of fun with it I said uh, jeepers I didn't I didn't want to go there uh, with the kids, because oh, man, you know, I did that. Let's, you know, you guys go do something else, and 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 the kids did a lot of other things. They really did. They were in hockey. School. They, they were in hockey and played baseball and lacrosse, and and uh, we did a lot of downhill skiing. You know, as a family unit, and and then um, I think we went to the one of the last races in the spring, kind of like this horseshoe event, but it was up in our our area in Kimberley, horseshoe about um, what do you call that? What is that talisman. Place? Talisman. Yeah. Talisman with mm-hmm. Michael, and he was 16, so we went to a snowcross race, and and uh, we just took our trail sled there, and he kind of got started with that, and had fun with that. Well, that was that was the bug then. So then we uh, started snowcrossing a bit, and I encouraged him to kind of stay in school, and that was a deal, and do post secondary. So we kept all those commitments going on, and and we've had a lot of fun with uh, with the kids in snowcross. Mike, Mike went on to be a champion, a Canadian yeah, champion. Yeah, Michael had a really great career with it, racing with uh, quite a few teams, Yeah, uh, other teams, and because I didn't want to really resurrect the Flying Dutchman race team back then. And, and uh, no, he had a great career with it. And, and uh, yeah, sport, semi-pro, pro, national champion. And then it was about four years ago, I think five years ago, then he uh, we started the Flying Dutchman race team in, in snowcross. Mm-hmm. something happened with a sponsor there and I said well you want to run a race team and he said yeah let's go do it everything was all in place so that's how it started or when the team when the team name came back again mm-hmm. so uh, Michael had a couple race drivers with him and, and he raced snowcross for a couple of years and uh, of course his sister was involved in it and uh, my youngest boy Jeremy and so the whole team was in, was involved. The whole family. Jeremy's still racing today, and uh... yeah, Jeremy's still racing today. And then uh, the two boys, they had a good career with snowcross. Had a lot of fun uh, with Danielle that. had a good career too. Had a good career, and, and uh, now they wanted to, they wanted to try over racing. I said, "Oh man, are you crazy?" <laughs> he says, "Well, you better get up and at it. You're not, uh, you know, you're not a, you're getting older every day. You're 26." Now I said, if you want to do it, you better get on it. So now, actually, they, they're doing some oval racing and, yeah. and having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Mike, Mike's doing really well in in, uh, in uh, the oval racing. Uh, yeah, he's had a couple of great, two, three great years with it. Yeah, started off in the Formula Five Hundred and Factory Six Hundred, and has won some championships and, and really doing well with it. And, and Jeremy started in the in the oval in Formula Five Hundred this year too, and had a, had a great season. So. Yeah, kind of neat, neat to see. Yeah, and Mike had a, an incident uh, a couple months ago. How's, he's, how's he doing? He's, yeah, he's doing good. Yeah, he had, uh, I mean, it happens in the game, you know, you're going to come off, and he, he had a hard hit, and uh, he had a bit of a close call there, but uh, he's really healing up really good. Yeah, he had some broken ribs and a few things and put him out for the last three races, but uh, no, he's doing good. Do you ever hurt yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we all did. I feel it today. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I broke some collarbone, you know, my collarbone and ankles. And, oh, yeah, a few little things, yeah, over the years. So what, uh, your involvement today, you're, you're still involved with, uh, with, with oil racing at a club level, are you not? Um, yes and yes and no. I'm involved because the boys are involved in the, in the oval racing and, and um, snowcross racing. Uh, my daughter, of course, is uh, getting married, Danielle, and, and uh, her fiance Chris. He started snowcross racing three years ago. Great hockey player. Thought he wanted to go snowcross, and <laughs> so he's having some fun with it. So we're running a snowcross team here. He has a good semi-pro rider with him, uh, Sean Elmhurst, and. Uh, so we're doing that, and I kind of follow those events with them a little bit, and, and stay in touch with the boys in the oval, in the oval racing too. So yeah, we're a racing family. Yeah. Um, if if you, if you had if you had to pick a favorite race, what would it be that you competed in? And that I competed in? Oh, favorite that you really race. enjoyed every year going. Yeah, I would be. Uh, I'd have to pick an Ontario race, and that would be Eganville. Eganville, Ontario, yeah, the oval racing. They used to get huge crowds there. Yeah, they had in, great in crowds up there and re- really enjoyed going up there. I raced there likely 10 years. Yeah, I won that cup. I was fortunate enough to win the Bonnershire Cup. Uh, yeah, a couple times, two, three times. So, yeah, good hospitality up there. Oh, yeah, for Nice sure. event, nice venue, and that one really still. I mean, there's a lot of good ones, yeah. but it was for an Ontario event. And we always enjoyed going to Eagle River, Wisconsin, too. World uh, Championship. That was obviously right a there. lot more stressful because a little more stressful yeah, out there. Yeah. But yeah, like that. Eagle River ramps it up to a to a whole different level there. Yeah, yeah, and it's early in the season, which makes it tough uh, at Eagle because it's hard to you know it was always tough to try and find a place to test. That was that's what's hard in our neck of the woods and uh, well anywhere um, to find a little lake or find a test track when you're oval racing. So. When we went to the Eagle River race, you know, we hardly even got on the ice because it was that event was uh, second weekend in January, so you'd hardly have a chance to test and bringing all your fresh equipment out and made it a little tough. There'd be so many sleds, you'd you'd get a couple laps, yeah, track time, and, and yeah, and a couple laps track time. Here you go, now you're racing. Yeah, put the visor down, go do it. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, any 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 other uh, memories? Like really. Oh, there's a ton of good ones here, but uh, can I? It was just a lot of fun. It was just a lot of fun. People it was a lot of fun met. back then. Oh yeah. man, yeah, the people we met and through the in, through the industry, and yeah, and still have some good close friends, you know. And they still That's pop around. You, you still bump into yeah. them. Uh, yeah, still days. still bump into it. Pretty fortunate, you know, to, to spend some time. I mean, we're, we're here this weekend at the wrap up race of the snowcross event here in Horseshoe Valley, and it's pretty neat and nice to see people in the industry and. We still yeah. see people like uh, uh, people that are involved in, in you know for, for all those years, uh, like uh, Charlie and, and Brian Watts uh, from, from Daco. Yeah, that's um, right. They were they were there from from day one too. Yeah, um, very I, much. So I remember. Well. Yeah, and we've had a you know a great relationship. They uh, Daco's been a, a great sponsor for Flying Dutchman for for quite a few years in oval and snowcross racing, and and yeah, and Brian and Betty are are here representing Daco and. Yeah, pretty neat. Some neat memories there. Talk about a product that really developed over the years. Uh, you know, the uh, 70s and 80s, you could hardly go a weekend without blowing a dry belt. <laughs> yeah. There'd be dry belts all over the track, and nowadays you don't. You can keep the same belt for weeks. Yeah. So that that's, that's definitely, is a, the, the, you know, that I recall one product that really developed. 
Yeah, for sure. Big big improvements in in the belting and and in the clutching and those types of things. You would would go to a weekend and 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 Daco was always there and they'd they'd give you half a dozen belts. Every every, every racer, half a dozen belts. Yeah. They'd come and measure your clutches. Try them out. Test them. them We did a lot of development work for them. Tons of development. Keep track of things and they'd bring it back to the you know, to the R&D and, and keep improving on it. And, and uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's turned out to, you know, now you don't blow a belt in a trail sled, really. You never, you never, I mean, you know, we never see belts blow three, here. Four thousand kilometers on them and, and uh, still in the same drive belt. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day in the 70s, like, you, you always had one around your, keep your neck. glove box around your neck. <laughs> when you were racing, yeah. you had one around your neck. Yeah. I remember you that. Around your handlebars, your around neck. Your handlebars. <laughs> yeah, because... Things you'd have to do it pretty quick, and you you, you weren't going to be you weren't going to be running back to the pits. No, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah but, uh, um, oh, these 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 days, you still snowmobiling? I, I do a little bit of uh, trail riding. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy that. We've uh, I got a great group of guys. Uh, there's about six uh, core six guys, and and we've always done a saddlebag trip. And uh, we did our thirtieth anniversary this year. Man, I'm getting old. Since we started saddlebagging, but uh, so that was really cool. Did a nice little trip in Quebec and and go for a week. So that's basically my snowmobiling for the for the winter. And uh, get out once or twice to the clubhouse and locally, but mostly I really count on doing a, a one week trip. And we've been to some awesome destinations. We've been out to Newfoundland and uh, man, we've gone out to Revelstoke and done some high marking and all into the states. You know, Wisconsin, Michigan, did some very neat trips there, all over Ontario, and really enjoy that. Seen some beautiful country. What, what kind of what kind of sleds are you riding now? I ride it, Eskadoo. I don't think I've seen Still you. On, I, I, I don't recall yeah. you being on anything else, but yeah, yeah, pretty much. And uh, I have an I have an eight hundred, yeah, E Tech, uh, MXC. So that's kind of my trail sled. And, yeah, still like to go fast. Now, my eyes aren't that good anymore. I can't really go as fast as my <laughs> eyes can see, but you still like to squeeze it. Yeah. Uh, my brother says the nice thing about running an 800cc in a trail sled is just more smiles per mile. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy the the, uh, the trail riding so much now. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Well, we got a great system here in, in Ontario, you know, great trail system here. And uh, we, I mean, this winter, man, we had snow in December, and all the trails were in excellent shape, opened up early, and... And uh, three months of snowmobiling. So I think this is one of the best winters we've ever had, and that that I can recall. And <laughs> oh yeah, very much. Dozen so. years where we've had so much snow, and the trail has been good. And hopefully, it'll make everybody forget the past couple, yeah. past couple of years, and we'll, yeah. get, we'll get the, everything booming again. But uh, anyway, Peter, it was uh, it was really nice talking to you. I, I enjoyed, That's awesome. I enjoyed, uh, you know. There's a lot more stuff we can go over. You're gonna to have to get off to a thinking cap on. I'm gonna to have to get together. I got some good stories. For I kind of sprung this on you, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you kind of sprung <laughs> it on. Yeah, I have to dig out a few things, a little yeah. memorabilia. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to get I'd like to get Andy in here too, and yeah, and, and, uh, and I'm sure I could round up a few. He's of your... got some good stories too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I bet stuff. I could probably sit down with a couple of your rival, your uh, your rivals too, and uh, yeah. then then we can get some stories going back and forth. <laughs> right on. But uh, yeah, I I, uh, I wanted to get a hold of you first because uh, you were one of the big teams that I that I noticed when I was uh, when I was coming up into the into snowmobiling and uh, and just uh, just marvelled at uh, watching you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I think, thank you. I think uh, I think Ken uh, kind of modeled himself after you guys too because uh, because you were the, you were the big guys and 
you know, he he went through his Skidoo era yeah. too, and uh, yeah, and yeah, other, other manufacturers. So. But uh, you were on the same sleds at the same time, and it was uh, it was very competitive days. Yeah, it was very competitive, and you know, and that's neat that competitiveness. Like you got to have a good set of rules, but but it's really good because the only way you improve is you got to be against good people. Yeah, sanctioning bodies, sanctioning, sanctioning bodies. bodies make a big, a huge. Yeah. I mean, the OSRF was one of the leaders. Very much, uh, you so. know, in, in, in that, and they, in, and they guided the, uh, the, the the circuit, you know, to you know with the the uh, mod series, the super stock mods, and then and then the, right. the, for the pro stock with the, the production sleds and the, the twin trackers, they went with the uh, with the uh, where, where, where the where the trends were going. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and then what I see, what's really nice, you know, in the in, in the circuits and oval and, and snowcross is starting to be able to start the kids up. They got the one twenties, you know. Novice junior, you know, so you can start at a young age. It's pretty nice for uh, for kids to be able to do that, learn that throttle control, something to do. And uh, man, I, I I mean, I personally believe that, that being involved in a sport is is the best thing for your kids. It grounds the kids. Yeah, it, 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 it teaches the it teaches them. Uh, you know, you got you got to be responsible. It teaches them a lot of good things. A lot of yeah. responsibility. Yeah, a lot a lot of uh, a lot a lot of uh, kids that I seen. Racing the juniors and novices have grown them to be factory riders now, yeah. and uh, and have, uh, you know I'm kind of proud to see these kids. Yeah, it's nice to see that, and, uh, and and it's a lot better racing in a in a racing environment than it is racing on a trail. Mm-hmm. You see that Absolutely. that doesn't work. Yeah, that doesn't work. So get in a racing environment, and yeah, I sure encourage encourage that. Yeah, it's awesome. Anyway, Peter, I appreciate. It. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. I think this is a this is a, this is a, a great interview, and uh, uh, we're gonna have to talk again. Oh yeah, we will. I really appreciate you having <laughs> me on board. Yeah, I want to get Andy on. And we'll, oh yeah, I'm gonna get some more guys from the past. We'll get a few uh, guys, and we'll get get things going here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll secretly turn the microphone on and uh, and, and, and really get you guys uh, going because yeah. uh, I'm sure if we get you all together, there's uh, there's some uh, some really good stories, and uh, you know, it's, it's it, it was all fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm just yeah, it's great. It's just great to be here.